We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. For boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-H-N-N-Bet.com to start winning. Blue Wire. Welcome back. This is the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier. Joined as always by my co-host, Nick Filato. Before we get to the dead of the dead of the offseason, we do have some mini camps and OTAs coming up, which we'll recap, but then it's going to be dead for a little while. We're going to do position previews. We want to do a little bit of a deep dive into some of these day two picks. We touched a bunch on those day one already. So let's do Josh Azudu and Cordell Flotsam. We did Wandell last week. So let's get into these guys. So I want to start with Azudu, Nick, and I want to start by telling you what I saw on the tape. And I want to start by saying this one. I am not an offensive line expert or guru. Everything I know I've learned from either Nick or following guys like Brandon Thorne and watching the, and there's a bunch of guys like that, that I've followed and watching their breakdowns of the offensive line and then reading. So it's just a combination of those three things. And I still don't feel very comfortable, but what I did was I watched a Miami game and I watched the Georgia tech game. because we have access to those two. And I wanted to see how he did against Jermaine Johnson because he had some reps at left tackle there. And here's a few things that I've seen that really have me excited about Azudu, And then a few things that have me concerned, Nick, and then I'm going to get to your, your take and give me your whole breakdown of what you saw taking a deeper dive into the tape and then kind of go into maybe the things I mentioned and what your thoughts are on that. So the first thing that I think of when I, Watch Azudu, and the first thing that gets me excited about his projection to the next level, Nick, because that's important, is the foot speed and is the natural, clean, great agility that he shows as a mover in space. And it all starts with the feet. And I've said this uh, before, and I'll say it again. I think I said this as, as late, you know, as recent as four months ago when we were breaking down offensive line for the draft. Feet are the most important thing. I've heard it now, and from enough former offensive linemen and enough guys who break down tape. That leads me to believe that feet are where it's at. It's one of the reasons I was so high on Rashawn Slater. Immediate translation there from Rashawn Slater. It's one of the reasons we were really high on Jedrick Wills, who hasn't exactly translated exactly as we wanted to, but has been fine and pretty good above average in pass pro. And I think a lot of people think he's ready to break out. I've heard a lot of good things. But having those feet are so important. Being light on your feet, being able to move your feet quickly, and having you know natural, smooth kind of agility that goes along with it. This is a trait. These are traits that Azudu has, at least from what I've seen. I think his long arms help him a lot. I know 
He's not a great tester in that trait, but he has it. And I know the Bills liked it a lot. Gettleman liked it a lot. Bean is a Gettleman disciple. Clearly, Joe Shane likes it a lot, too. He moves really well in space and uses his long arms to help him out a lot as a run blocker specifically. Um, some other things I noticed, I thought he gets a little bit high in general in pass production and has some of the same issues, at least that I saw, Nick, that Evan Neal has where he's kind of a little bit off balance and lunging with his kind of upper body. And then he's really high waisted with these lunges. I think that could hurt him. I think he could get a lot of penalties the next level. To me, I thought his hand hand usage needs a lot of work. I think there's a lot of times or examples where he gets outside the frame of the defender and not even a lot of these where he just wasn't called for holding that might be called at the next level. So I thought that was interesting. And there's also examples for me, Nick, that I was curious to get your take on where he shows like insane level athleticism. Yeah, it doesn't test like that. But I mean, I'm trying to find the play now. There was a play against Miami where he was pulling and the alley defender kind of squares up to him. And he makes like a little bit of like a jump cut almost to, to get to the left. And Azudu's kind of able to mirror that jump cut, move with him. And it's not like the cleanest block, but he gets in front of him. And to me, that was just really good lateral agility, kind of that next level stuff. Um, and, you know, the other thing that I was talking about when it comes to Azudu that I see are just examples of him having the versatility to play both sides. But also, like, you can tell that this is a player who can work on his technique and might need to because I thought the other thing, the last thing I wanted to point out before getting to your take was that there were probably, at least for me, a little too many examples of him kind of leading head first into defenders. And just, I thought that could lead to, again, it's kind of just like the same kind of balanced body control issues that I had that I spoke with earlier, but I'm curious to get your takes on if all this stuff can be fixed. And, you know, if you saw some of that on tape too, but let's get to your breakdown now. First, we should probably lay out the grading scale. So I wrote this whole thing for, I believe it was Giants Country on Josh Azuda. It was like an in-depth breakdown. But I want to describe the adjectives that I use to describe a certain trait actually means something. So I kind of want to go through this grading scale just really briefly. There are It's an eight, eight level scale, eight being the highest, zero being the worst. And when I say elite, that is associated to eight. When I say rare, that is seven. Excellent is six. Those are traits that demonstrate high levels of proficiency. And then these are all things that he can do, right? Good, that's would be the fifth best trait. That's traits that demonstrate moderate levels of proficiency. Solid, that's traits that are sufficient. You can get by with those traits. And then once I start to get into marginal, poor, inadequate, and abysmal, those are just things that he can't do, things that he needs to improve. A marginal player is one a team is looking to upgrade over, but obviously knowing just the trajectory of how people develop, you can go from marginal to solid with coaching, development, experience, et cetera. So I just kind of wanted to lay that out. I'm not just being very, very redundant with the way I break down these players and using the same exact adjective. Those adjectives actually mean something. Yeah, and those are good to get a good base for, for, the, for the evaluation. Absolutely. So first, I say his strengths, power, run blocking, effort, passion, grip strength, and athletic ability. His weaknesses, pass blocking technique, pass sets, I would say late punch, low hands. Those are all issues. And a lot of them really cropped up as a pass blocker. But let's start with his run blocking. So first, Dan, he has a very compact stance. He's light on his hand with a coiled base ready to explode. However, he does have some pre-snap tells on base and down blocks. He is compact in his stance, looking like the snake ready to attack, but he's more upright and sometimes not in a three-point stance when he's pulling, something that he was asked to do quite often at UNC. So that's kind of predictable and something that can be coached out of him, but something that I did notice on the film. I felt like Azudu also possesses exceptional, excellent, haha, grip strength at the point of attack. 
he fits his hands inside, Dan, it's game over for defenders. He keeps his elbows tight. His punch is tight, authoritative, and heavy. And it can be late at times, but that's more of an issue in pass protection than it is as a run blocker. Feel like he explodes out of his stance with power, driving through contact on down blocks with exceptional overall strength. Splits defenders when blocking down good angles of attack with one hand on the small of the back and the other around the breastplate area, utilizing excellent balance and control. His upper body strength specifically stands out. To me, Dan, he has that bouncer throwing patrons out of the bar type of control and power when washing defenders down the line of scrimmage. Effective overall and head up base block type of situations, albeit, and this kind of goes to your point, he had a tendency to drop his eyes into contact, which led well-timed defenders to evade contact around his edge using like a club swim or anything like that. But I felt like overall he does execute good positioning when he is in line against defenders in his immediate area. He has the foot speed and the flexibility to cross the three techniques face on play side reach blocks, does a solid job sustaining blocks while moving laterally. If his hands fit inside, he restricts the operating space for the defender by pulling him close was solid maneuvering his hips outside to kind of create that seal with good core strength and torque to really control that defender. I felt like his pop on contact was good overall. And I felt like he was an effective backside blocker who adapted well to defensive gap maneuvers post-snap, displayed excellent awareness and processing through plays to suppress teammates' mistakes and account for defensive shifts. He eliminated several blitzing linebackers, attempting to undercut and make tackles in pursuit. I felt like he was a heady player with diagnosing pre to post snap as a blocker, but there were times where he was marginal doing that during pass protection against Pitt. I feel like there were two plays that really stuck out in 2021 that really kind of hurt him on the backside. He stays low at the snap steps, play side uses his power and wide frame to obstruct defenders, keeps his feet laterally moving to close off penetrating linebackers while engaged with the defensive lineman. I felt like that's, good way to kind of eliminate two defenders in a play without actually blocking one of them. I felt like he was good overall ability to frame his blocks on the play side and to the backside, takes advantageous angles into contact with solid overall pad level as well. Azudu has a lot of experience pulling. This is something that Jason Garrett would have loved. I think we're going to see a little bit with it in Brian Dable's system, in these power gap type of schemes. He does a solid job kicking off the line of scrimmage and squaring to his target with solid overall quickness and fluidity, and he has an effective skip pull, which allows him to stay square to the line of scrimmage and then enter an inside gap more controlled and balanced. Zudu possesses solid overall body control when pulling. His hat was a bit too high while kicking out the end man on the line of scrimmage, something that I kind of noticed, but he did do a good job getting to the second level and harassing defenders with determination and effort taking good pursuit angles. I also felt like he would have more pop on contact when he was kicking out that end man on the line of scrimmage, but he does a very good job adjusting to the defender and giving the running back options. If the defender is narrow to the tackle, his down block, he gains the outside shoulder and uses the wrong arm to technique against the defender to allow the running back to bounce outside and give him space outside. I felt like he also does a good job getting his hips to the inside hip of a defender who's trying to restrict the C-gap, gaining that inside shoulder pad of that defender and then using his wide frame and sturdy nature to kind of create that seal. So I felt like he was good overall at adjusting when he was on the move in those power gap type of concepts. Also on combo blocks, whether it be deuce and ace, that's the offensive tackle and the offensive guard. Felt like he used good timing and kind of knew when to peel off and climb up to the second level and reacted well to that second level flow. Maintained a wide, ready base with active vibes, gets hip to hip with his teammate, establishes his hands, and then transitions well as he kind of climbs up to the second level. And I also felt like he did a solid overall job 
climbing to the second level, and then locating defenders with good short area quickness that allowed him to close with and locate. Once he got his hands inside, it was over. That's something that was pretty consistent throughout his film as a run blocker. Use that broad frame well, use that length well, cut off those defenders' angles, and then eliminated them from the play. If he latches onto you with the power that he can really impose through his core and his hips and his lower body, he can run through you. And that's something that I loved as well, combined with his athletic ability. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Let's start with um, what he can do in the run game. So for me, at least, I feel like the technique issues, and what I mean by that is kind of like, sometimes I thought he was lunging, sometimes I thought he was going head first and off balance and too just high-waisted. They don't show up as much on his, as a down blocker. I think he'll immediately just be a really actual weapon for the Giants. Like, as good, if not better than Lemieux and whatever they have as far as competing at the left guard because he's really quick with his feet and he squares his body up and does a really good job as the down blocker. Maybe it's just the easier thing to do and it's not, you know, it's something where he can just learn it quicker. But like you said, when he's doing more power and gap, he does move out fast. That's what intrigues me. Like he's super lateral, uh, agile from a lateral agility standpoint when he gets in space. He moves out really fast. He's really fast to get out to that kickout block. But like you said, sometimes it's he comes in. You know, the contact he makes is high. Is that something that you know, knowing offensive line play a little better than I do, is that something that one can be fixed quickly? I guess I'll first ask at the NFL level, and then two, if not, if it can't be fixed quickly, is that something that? will hold him back for making an impact early on. It's something that, you you know, if you saw as a coach, he's coming off and he's just, he's getting beat because he's off balance, you know, after these kickouts and trying to get to the, to the, you know, trying to be a successful puller. Will he just be pulled off the field for things like that? No, I think he'll be fine because he has the athletic traits to allow him to really just kind of sink his center of gravity and then explode low to high into contact. I think in college, he didn't necessarily have to always, 
always be 100% on point. And I'm not calling him lazy by any stretch of the imagination, but there are times where you're just physically more imposing and more dominant than your opponents. The NFL, that's not necessarily going to be the case. So I think if he tries to kick out the MNL on scrimmage, he's a little bit high, he gets pushed back, and then it's a loss of one. He'll quickly learn, and then Bobby Johnson will quickly get it in his ass to ensure that he is executing his assignments with better techniques. I'm not necessarily overly worried about that. Okay, fair enough, because I think that's something people are thinking about. And what are your thoughts on, you know, the transition, making the transition as an NFL pass blocker? We know this has been something that players have struggled with, uh, you know, at the NFL level. Like Shane Lemieux, for example, seemed to be a much worse pass protector at the NFL level in his first rookie go around than he was even at Oregon, where there were some examples of it, but more examples and more defined at the NFL level. What about him kind of tra- like the traits that you just broke down in your in your excellent eval? How did that translate, uh, you know, immediately as an NFL pass protector? First off, I kind of want to say it's amazing that this guy could play tackle one snap and then guard the next snap. I feel like that just really kind of describes his overall coach ability and his ability to take to the coaching and all that kind of jazz. I think it's awesome. But as a pass blocker, I had some issues. Azudu has technical issues that stem from his feet, which is ironic enough that are, I would say, exploitable, more specifically when he is aligned at offensive tackle. His kick slide has wasted steps, and I felt like that catch leg, that outside foot, would be well away from his frame pre-snap, making his base a little bit too wide at times. He struggled with speed, but it's not necessarily due to a lack of range. There's little conviction or patience in his feet. That's something that I that I felt like I saw. He allowed his base to narrow too often after being too wide pre-snap, giving defenders bull rush opportunities. I felt like his 45 degree and vertical sets weren't consistently smooth and they were a little bit herky-jerky at times due to his feet pre-snap and maybe the stance that he had that I just went over. I felt like his pad level would rise a little bit as he moved backwards, which minimized his core strength and ability to anchor. Generally speaking, I feel like he has a good anchor and there are times where he just kind of stonewalls defenders when he can keep his hips low and he trusts his technique. However, there was a play against Florida State, a play against Notre Dame, and a play against Pitt where all those plays, he started out with poor technique and then he ended up on his back. High hips, indecisive feet, unbalanced, and just kind of looked terrible on those specific plays. He had a tendency to kind of keep his hands low and wide, which combined with the tardy nature of his engagement that he would have as a pass protector, it exacerbated those issues and it exposed his chest. Azudu can be late with those hands, and he kept his hands concerningly low quite often when there was a lot of space between him and the defender. He didn't really kind of keep him ready, and when you have him really low, it's kind of hard to really, it, it takes an extra you know split second to rise them up to to attack, even if you are going low to high, which is a fine way to engage some of these uh, defenders as an offensive lineman. But I felt like his ability to frame blocks from the pre to post snap diagnosing ability suffered when he was moving backward in pass protection, albeit he still did a solid job kind of seeing twists develop in front of him and position himself to handle those types of games. But a lot of his warts stem from his pass protection, and he's much more natural kind of going forward as an attacker, you know, run blocking. One of his better attributes in pass protection at tackle is when he kind of just jump sets, which is much more of a run blocking type of execution. You know, you have a guy maybe a little bit outside of five technique, and then you just kind of jump towards him. You know, it's going to be a pass. You fit your hands real quick. It's going forward. It's much more aggressive. And then you eliminate him. He's not going to beat you around his edge. You get on him really quickly instead of kind of going back and being patient and and waiting. I felt like he struggled a little bit when he was doing those types of things, similar to Shane Lemieux, as you brought up before, but 
I don't feel like Azudu is a, is a poor pass blocker. I just think he needs a lot of work. He's marginal at best, mostly due to those baseline traits of you know athletic ability and overall strength. But the technique itself is marginal. Like I don't think he's a, a really a waste bender like Shane Lemieux is sometimes. I feel like he plays yeah. with good overall balance, right? But and I, and I love his grip strength. Once he gets his hands inside, he, he he has really, really strong hands. And I felt like he did a good job handling counter moves. He, he has the footwork, the, well, the foot speed, I should say, to mirror. And once his hands are established, he can steer defenders away from the pocket, You know, whether that's up the arc or inside to crash inside to guard. I felt like he showed some craftiness in his hands, but maybe there's still a little bit of development. There were times where I felt like he baited defenders into engagement and then closed them off. So there are things to like, like I said, with the strength and the athletic ability that he does have that makes him you know at least you can look at him and be like this is a moldable type of asset but i think he needs a lot more work with his feet as a pass protector in terms of trusting where he's going and i just feel like he he needs a lot of work going backward maybe it's a confidence thing it could be a lot of different things but those were where his warts would lie i would say in his film was in pass protection more specifically a tackle than at guard but it was a uh, it was something that was a little concerning in the tape yeah, and I love what you mentioned because it's to me the issues are different. Sure, maybe you put Azudu in and he'll struggle like Lemieux did during his rookie season in pass pro, but it's not for the same reasons. And I think that's important here. For me, Azudu has better athletic traits when it comes to projecting as a pass protector at the NFL level than Shane Lemieux. It's more a matter of can he improve his technique fast and can he take to coaching fast? And that to me will ultimately kind of decide like where he's used or how he's used in his first year. Um, one thing I want to talk about a little bit, I was doing some digging back on Azudu and listening to like, you know, his coaches talk about him and they loved him. I mean, those UNC coaches freaking loved him. And I forgot their offensive line coach's name, but he said he described Azudu as a weapon for them. And by far and away, their best player on the offensive line, you know, Mac Brown talk, talk highly of him. But one thing that he mentioned is every single day in practice, they practice with tempo. They're practicing no huddle spread type stuff. You know, he says Azudu is one of the main offensive linemen who's trying to crank it up to run even faster. I think that's going to help because it gives you endurance at the next level. It fits what the Giants want to do schematically and how they want to run things with tempo. And not only that, I feel like ultimately you see it in just how the, the Carolina, you know, how the Tar Heels ran that run game. It was a lot of it was a very versatile run game, a lot of different concepts, which I think will also help his transition to the next level. Do you think that this at all could kind of help him kind of make the the transition faster, I guess. Yeah, I think his ability to play up tempo was a reason why Brian Dable and Joe Shane appreciated him so much because there were several times where he got up to the second level and he was able to close the angle off and then locate. There were times where he was running 20 yards downfield, throwing blocks with excellent elite type of hustle. And like you said, the work ethic and the football character were reportedly excellent at North Carolina. I think all of those things considered, I think the Giants looked at him and said, yeah, there might be some issues in pass protection. They're not the worst things in the world. And when you look at all the things that he can do, all you got to do is develop those things that he can't. And I think with coaching, that will happen. Not saying that he didn't receive coaching at UNC, but once you get to the NFL, it's a little bit of a different animal. You have a little bit more experience. You're growing into your body a little bit more you're ready to go, I think that he can be a little bit better. And also, you also got to look at it like this. The guy never really had a position where he stuck at that position, learned and developed because he was used at left tackle. He was used at right tackle. He was used at the guard position. He was used all over the place. So I think once he has a stable position to really train at, he can really kind of refine and figure out how to be a more consistent pass blocker technically. So I think that's another 
another interesting way to look at Joshua Azudo. I, I think he could end up seeing the field year one, even despite some of these issues in pass protection, if he takes to this coaching really quickly. Yeah, I agree with you because it's interesting with Azudo. Like you could see, I mean, I was also watching his pro day, watching him in those drills. He looked really smooth. He didn't test as a great athlete, but I think he actually is one. Like, Super light on his feet, much bigger frame for someone who can move like that. And then there's real examples of just power and a physical presence in the run game, especially, like I said, as a down blocker, which is aided in, in part by just how quick his feet are and how quick he is able to kind of get up to the block and square his body up. But at the same time, like this is an this is a really big time athlete that the Giants have, in my opinion, on the offensive line. I think he's a better athlete than Lewinsky, Lemieux, anyone they really have on the interior. I think it's, he's by far and away their best pure athlete on the interior and that to me gives him gives me a lot of hope that he can make a you know he can take to the coaching and make an impact quicker you know sooner rather than later i like also that he has the versatility like yeah he's not great like some people will say oh he can't play off of the tackle that may be the case at the nfl level but if you're an emergency pinch right like right now for example the giants have an injury at tackle they don't really have anything that i can count on like matt parrot coming back from injury gano like this could be like a nice emergency swing tackle for them if they really need something like that at any point. And so I think there's some versatility promise there too as well. That's all I really have for Azudo. I did want to mention one more thing. He had some really nice reps, especially when he's at left tackle against Jermaine Johnson. He also had a nice rep when he kicked out as a blocker to seal Johnson. I thought, you know, that was his toughest matchup of the year, and I thought he definitely held his own in it. Yeah, he definitely held his own in those. And I appreciate all the versatility and all that. And I'll just read my final thoughts, just like the summaries of all that jargon that I threw out there before. So it's just overall, Joshua Zuda was a physical, aggressive run blocker who does a good overall job on play side reach blocks, backside scoop blocks, and he can effectively work up to the second level off of combo blocks. He possesses excellent overall grip strength to latch and sustain very good overall power to displace solid bend and good foot speed and range. I really appreciate the combination of power and athletic ability that Josh Mazudu has his footwork on the line of scrimmage while run blocking is solid. He is a work in progress in pass protection and his best fit is at offensive guard as a run blocker plays he plays controlled and balanced but that's not always the case when moving backward and pass protection zuda's footwork and pass protection lacks confidence and can be a little bit erratic when he's framed well he has the anchor to sink and absorb power and does a solid job mirroring speed as a guard and handling counter moves Azudo has the luxury of not being forced to play. The Giants have Max Garcia, Jamil Douglas, Bat Bredesen, and Shane Lemieux competing for the left guard spot. Offensive line coach Bobby Johnson can attempt to iron out the kinks in Azudo's pass protection before he has to see the field, albeit most of his issues on tape were at offensive tackle and pass protection. The baseline power and athletic ability of Azudo cause excitement, and he will have a short time to start, and I think it could be year one as a guard. Yeah, and I love it. Let's transition now to Cordell Flott, who's already getting reps as a as an as a slot guy in OTAs. Might see the field early, could potentially even win the slot job right out of the right out of the gate, right out of training camp. Go into some of what you saw on his tape when you took a deeper dive and what you can kind of give the Giants fans from the film. So the first thing that sticks out about Cordell Flott is the lack of girth, the lack of size. I mean, he's a young kid right now. He's 20 years old. He has solid, I, I feel like length, even though his arm length was just over 30 inches, which isn't all that great. It's like 12th percentile for cornerbacks, but he's six foot and a half. I feel like if you add a little bit more weight onto someone like Cordell Flott, then he could end up being a bang for the New York Giants because he's twitchy, man. He has quick feet. He has smooth hips. His transitions, I would say, are pretty solid, a solid overall coordination and balance while he's moving. I felt like he was 
I think a smart zone defender who understood that backside routes were coming into his area and he wasn't going to get cleared out by those play side type of concepts were meant to clear him out. So from an awareness standpoint, despite the fact that he was only 20 years old, I I think he did a pretty solid job. Also think that he's harassing through the catch point, just kind of really punching at the football, trying to really just be an overall menace in protection. Definitely first team all chirp brought that up several different times. He's an insane competitor. Who's really going to try and get into the head of his opponents. But I am a little bit concerned with the lack of girth. He is underweight and this is a day two pick. Usually you see guys like this who, end up going in, in day three. So it's a little bit of a projection with him. And he also doesn't have a lot of ball production. He has one career interception and 13 career PBUs. You like the PBUs. And I felt like a lot of them were when he was in man coverage, we stayed in phase on that near hip. He played aggressively through the catch point, but there were also some in zone where he saw routes happen underneath him. He read the quarterback and because he's so twitchy and he has good short area quickness and explosiveness, he could play downhill and then violently strike through the catch point. And also being his size, yeah, that's problematic, but I didn't see a player who was tentative in tackling. This guy flew downhill. Now he might not have the biggest pop on contact. He might not, you know, have the hit stick type of factor, but he can hit. And he can latch on and he can hold players up to allow other teammates to come and make the tackle. I felt like you give him another 10 pounds, another, you know, eight pounds, whatever, this guy's going to be fine at tackling because he he has the mentality to be a really aggressive tackler in run support. You saw that on his film. At least I did. I appreciated that about Cordell Flott. Just need him to to really develop into his body, which I which I hope will happen here in year one. And maybe with, you know, some PB and J's shoved down his throat in an NFL weight room. Yeah. I mean, look, the tape to me tells two clear, like a clear story in, in a few ways. One, the confidence, like you said, he's just a super confident player and confidence is key at the cornerback position. You can't succeed at the NFL level if you're not a confident corner. He also has, like you mentioned, what really, you know, the real trite thing that stands out to me is the click and close ability. It's that ability to just sit diagnose it and and attack and kind of just like flip your hips, move your momentum going forward and and go towards that football or whatever, you know, or towards the receiver. And so from that standpoint, I think those are traits that can translate. And again, he's going to grow into that body type. It's really what stood out to me. You talk to a lot of NFL cornerbacks who played the position. They really like the traits. They really like what they can mold him into. And so I ultimately think he's going to compete and eventually be an outside corner for the giants. I've said that from the start and I really feel confident in that even if he starts out in the slot and we'll be i'll be interested to see that trajectory like as far as what role he plays for the giants watch the auburn game there were two pbus that he ended up having in that game one he was about 10 yards off the receiver the number two receiver the ball was in the middle of the field and the receiver ran a an outward angled route that got cordell's Flott's hips kind of turned to the outside, but then the receiver pivoted back inside and Cordell Flott flipped his hips completely. Excellent footwork, very, very controlled, and then played back through the inside shoulder to almost get an interception. And then a little bit later in the game, in the second quarter, he was to the field side over the number two receiver on the hash. So there's a little bit of space between the quarterback and the receiver, but he was an outside leverage and he was very patient with his hips, slight back pedal, inching inside to kind of mirror and match that that receiver's release. And then once the receiver released inside on a quick slant and showed his eyes, flashed his eyes at the quarterback, Cordoflot was already coming downhill and playing through that catch point, got to the near hip and then just got his outside arm through the catch point. And that's something that Jerome, we've brought it up plenty of times, Jerome Henderson, he teaches, you know, you want to play with that outside arm in these types of situations when they're crossing your face. So you then you can control the wide receiver with that inside 
arm on the hip. You know, you don't want to go with the inside arm and then you miss and then you have no way to make the tackle because if this ball, if Cordell Flott missed this football here, he could still make the tackle with that inside arm. So that's uh, that's something that really stuck out to me on the Auburn film. And there were other plays where he showed that click and close ability and that quick twitch to really come downhill and make plays on the football through the catch point in a physical manner. And you already spoke about the confidence, bro. This this dude is uber confident. He's not going to really struggle in a confidence department. I think it's going to be between him and Darnay Holmes and Cordell Fly. If he can really prove himself in training camp, I wouldn't be shocked if he won that job. It's one of the bigger camp battles and I'm excited to watch heading into training camp. Yeah, definitely an awesome camp battle coming up. All right, we don't want to recycle too much. We know we've talked a lot about these both guys, these in line, both of these guys in length and Wanda. We did want to touch on a few more things and maybe, you know, we might have missed or just a little bit of things that stood out over and over as we watch them on film. So hopefully this gives you a little bit more insight onto these two players. We're really excited to see these guys, Wandale, even the first two picks, all in camp and all throughout the rest of OTAs and minicamp as they compete. A lot of these guys, like Nick mentioned, I mean, Flock could start as a slot year one. We don't know. Zudu could start his left guard. We just don't know. Um, it's definitely in the realm of possibilities given the depth chart. So that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning into the Big Blue Banter podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.